rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody, how's it going? Why am I sounding so chipper? I don't know. And my voice just sounded like that for a second. I don't know. I'll bring it down. I'll bring it. I'll reel it back in. My name is Tara Devlin. For those who don't know, thank you for joining in. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. And at GDPR Revolution 99 and iTunes and SoundCloud and everywhere else. So do me a favor. Give me a review on iTunes. Give the show a review on iTunes. Share the show with your friends. All that stuff. I want to, you know, I'm just getting through the, what I have to get through in the beginning. Um, what else? Uh, please donate to RDT Daily. I want to thank everybody who did, who's already, who have already donated and continue to donate. We have some recurring donations, and believe me, they are very much appreciated. Thank you. Uh, anyone who donates above $20 will get this Grab Them by the Midterms window cling with Francis Jr. Jr. And I'll send you a bunch. I'll send you more than one. How's that? You can share them with your friends because the midterms are fast approaching and... You know, we uh, we need to get the word out that it's like like Obama says, don't boo, vote, right? Uh, the other thing I want to say, we have um, RDT Daily has a shop now, um, so there's some really cool shirts and stuff that you can buy um, with uh, Francis Jr. Jr. on them, with uh, not just RDT Daily shirts, like resist shirts, vote shirts. We have a cool shirt that says... Uh, come and take it with a pencil, all right? You know, the the, uh, the pen is mightier than the sword. And uh, so, anyway, check that out. Go to rdtdaily.com and go to the shop and buy some shirts. I'm going to be wearing some as soon as they arrive. And uh, <laughs> other than that, let's get going because we are in the last days of the Republic. Oh, the other thing I want to say is uh, in the second hour, Karen Williams will be calling in. She's a, 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 a an amazing comedian. If uh, and she has a um, she has an institute for humor that that promotes the healing power of humor. And you and humor is what connects us. I know as a as a comedian, one thing that I've learned in in general by doing stand up. And to diverse crowds is that we're uh, we all relate. We we laugh because we relate. We relate to the vulnerability. We relate to the mishaps and the. Uh, so it's our humanity. We are. That's we're bonded. Uh, I don't care what the Republicans say. We are in this together, and that's what humor real teaches us teaches me that's there's not there's no greater bonding experience i think than uh, and such and such a human experience than getting together with a group of people that you don't know perhaps you don't know everybody in an audience and laughing your asses off uh there's and it's healing so karen's gonna call in she's she's great uh 
in many, many ways. That's just one of them. She, so she's probably nicer than me. I am not probably. I mean, she is. I'm a little less, um, I guess, evolved. I, I do. I have a, I have a tender heart, right? But I am, I'm filled with anger and, uh, and rage. So I, I'm not one of these people that want to reach across the aisle and say, oh, I want to understand you. I don't want to understand uh, racists, okay? I want them to I want them to catch up. I want them to evolve. I want them to stop being so stupid, really, and so easily manipulated. Um, we, you know, I don't know if I have to find common ground. What's the common ground? We do have common ground with these people, except uh, they don't see it. They don't want to see past their own eyelashes to because we the common ground as we see and this actually this is a good segue to get into this because I want to talk about healthcare. Um, one of the one of the things that I hope to see before I die um, is uh, universal healthcare. That's really one of the things that I I feel very, I'm most passionate about. Um, and if only because it's not if only. I mean, it's just we all get sick. We we all need health care. Everybody is human, uh, like we were just saying. The this thing, this this mortal coil is temporary, and it will start breaking down. These are those are the four uh, sufferings, right? Uh, birth, old age, sickness, and death, right? And um, we not none of us will escape these sufferings. So, um, as we see with these Republicans, they're um, well. They're coming for health care. That's just the bottom line. They they are destroying Obamacare because they don't like Obama. They don't like the name. Right? Trump doesn't like the name. That's what it is. But now that you see what what Republicans have done, they did something that Obama and the Democrats just could not figure out since they passed Obamacare, which is they made Obamacare more popular. All right. They now suddenly there's more uh, because people don't they they don't like, um, you know. Oh, wait, hold on. My headphones are fucking up. OK, they don't um, they, they realize they need to uh, they they don't want to be kicked off of your of their insurance when they have a pre-existing condition, because everybody has a pre-existing condition. It's called being a human being. So they um, they're. I, all right, let me just. There's so many things going on in my head right now. One of them is that the 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 healthcare. The other is you know, Manafort. The other is Kavanaugh. But uh, they're all kind of connected, uh, especially well Kavanaugh because if he gets in, he that's it. That's the end of healthcare. And uh, but I wanted to play this thing that I just I saw with uh, with Paul Ryan because. Um, this, this is this is the plot here. You see, they'll they'll put up with anything that Twitter has to, uh, yeah, puts in front of us. And he, and just when we think he can't get any worse, of course, right? He surprises us again with this week with the with the hurricane and, uh, and now hitting. Well, I guess it's uh, sort of the end of it hitting the uh, the southern east coast. Um, of course, those people will get more attention because they're not brown primarily, right? And they're, uh, they are Trump voters. There's a lot of Trump voters there. So that's the way Trump rolls, and that's how these Republicans roll. And I, apparently I hear that he's on the phone 
talking to the governors and the mayors because he wants them to praise him. They, he wants them to say, oh, yes, when they get in front of the cameras to say, I spoke to President Trump. And I, I mean, I don't want to want to say, why am I saying President Trump? They they need to call him by his proper name, which is so-called President Trump. But they, they continue to call him by President Trump, despite the fact that he, he didn't win. He received fewer votes. OK, but whatever. So, um, but that's all, it's all because he's a con man. He knows about branding. He knows about how to, presentation, even though he, I mean, obviously he's letting himself go a little bit because he's, he's, he's sick, right? He's, um, he's an addict. Uh, His, his addiction is greed and he's, he's an empty, soulless vessel, right? So you can never put enough shit into that hole. That 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 gaping wound of a of a soul that he is. He um, that's why you know he's on the phone with the uh, with the White House chefs constantly. Like, give me another hamburger. He he's really ballooning. And come on, people. Like he did a he he had his physical. Apparently, he's like one pound below obese. That guy's obese. He's he's very unhealthy. And um. Whatever. Not that I'm crying about it. He's just disgusting. That's what he is. That's why he's got his trophy wife. He can't. He can't. He's not a real person. He's uh, he's a very sick man. And so you you know if you say I always say this. Uh, we know you want to know somebody. Look at their friends. You want to know Republicans. Look at who they hang out with. Look at their standard bearer. But really, you want to know the United States. Look at Trump. Right. And that's what's so sad, because what a what what a shame that these Republicans have dragged us down so, so low in the eyes of humanity. The entire globe looks at us with disdain because we have a very sick sociopath at the, at the helm and the, he who took advantage of a broken system of a system that was ripe for exploitation and yeah, it's been, and it, it has been exploited, but he just, he just, you know, I mean, went, uh, went to town. If this system wasn't broken, we wouldn't have a Trump. That's just the bottom line. So anyway, but they're the, just listening to them. Uh, so Trump is out there saying that, that Democrats are coming for your social security and Medicare because we want Medicare for all normal people want Medicare for all. We want everybody in, nobody out, right? We want Medicare. We want nobody left behind. That's that's what it means to be a patriot, right? That's what it means to be an American. But they want health care for some, the few, the few, except um, when, when it hits them. See, Republicans only, I'm talking about the average Joe Republicans now, they only see the light when something affects them directly, right? So when they, they, they hate Obamacare, and then all of a sudden they're, it's being taken away, and they're like, whoops, oh, wait, I have diabetes, and I was, uh, enable, I was able to get medicine for the first time in, in uh, forever, right? But they don't want that. They want people at each other's throats. That's the other thing. That's why they don't want universal anything. They don't. They hate Social Security, and they know that people like it. See, you see, this is how how crafty these Republicans are. So they fought Social Security tooth and nail. So, but now they're supposedly the defenders of it. 
Meanwhile, uh, they're they're going to destroy it. What they want to do is hand it over to their big benefactors, their billionaire masters, their Wall Street grifters, other Wall Street grifters like Trump and Trump Jr. and all the and day traders and the people that 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 went after Mon Pa Social Security in the first place during the financial crisis and the the same people that crashed the economy twice in a hundred years. Those people. That's what they want. They want your retirement because it's not enough. It will never be enough. Just like there's never enough hamburgers that uh, coming out of the White House kitchen for that 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 useless waste of DNA squatting in the White House. Well, he's probably at the golf course right now. But they there's there will never be enough for these grifters in, in Wall Street and all their uh, Republican enablers and that's what they're doing so but uh so yeah so trump was out there saying that uh democrats are coming for your your medicare they will you know they want to uh well he said recently that they wanted to destroy medicare to pay for socialism it, uh, it's are you kidding me uh because they know how stupid their their idiots are they're think about it the dumb bastards who put that 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 hamburger chomping. I mean, I I can't even imagine how many cows that that had to sacrifice their lives for that thing, that that con man, that Putin puppet, that that horrible human waste of human DNA. I I would take uh I would take fifty thousand herds over that waste of of uh of air but anyway i mean that's just me but um the uh what was i saying so yeah no so he goes out there and he says that uh that the republican that democrats want to destroy uh social security to pay i mean social uh, you know what i'm saying medicare to pay for socialism it's just they know how stupid the people are that that vote for them i mean the rest of, of the world goes what are you talking about they go what yeah, you know, they they the rest of the world is a they is, are offended by the fact that the the Republicans think we're as dumb as the people who vote for them. But they uh, so they the, and so here we go. Anyways, let me just play this thing from Paul Ryan. I'll just get it out of the way. Um, he was being interviewed this week uh, by some whatever another. Uh, some Washington week or something, I don't know. And uh, they were talking about um, health care because Republicans are undermining health care. So when the when the health care, when, when it becomes time to sign up again, when the bills come due, when you're stinking premiums that no other country on earth has to deal with, right? But we got to deal with premiums hiking and rising because, you know, they, they got a grift and, and they got to get money for their CEOs by denying care. They need to skim off the top. Uh, Obamacare, you see, regulated these unconscionable, these uh, unconscionable health, so-called health insurance rackets. That's what they are. It's nothing but a racket that stands in your doctor's office skimming money off the top, denying care, getting rich by denying care. And before the ACA, they could take 30, they took like 35% or something like that off the top. The ACA limited them to take 
oh, you can say, can, can you deal with the 20% off the top? Maybe you only have a gold faucet in your CEO's bathroom, not, not for uh, all the higher executives that are getting rich by denying care. Maybe when you, when uh, your fat bastards leave and retire, like Bill McGuire from United Healthcare, maybe, maybe don't give them a $1.6 billion bonus retirement bonus that's that really happened 1.6 billion dollars one fat monster took 1.6 billion dollars as a retirement how is he gonna live how did you think he managed how did he manage we should really interview him if if uh, i feel bad for him i feel bad for the poor soul how could he handle it only 1.6 billion I don't know how he managed. So that's what, but all that, all that money were, that's blood money because every dollar that was funneled into what the, the, uh, Bill McGuire. But I think what happened was that that was, that got reversed or something. Uh, as far as I know, he, he still got a big chunk of change, but the 1.6, I think they got a little bad taste. You know, when that when that got out, it became eh, people. They it was a little bit unseemly, so they uh, I think it was um, they reversed it or something. Maybe you only got 1.4 billion. Who knows? I don't remember. But they, but I don't know how he handled it. Right? How do you manage? Uh, first of all, somebody gives me 1.6 billion. Don't you think? I, I I don't know. I would feel kind of disgusting about that. I would take it because I would fund this thing. We would be on. We would have another. We would start a real news, you know, like uh, progressive news, whatever, whatever. But I, I, I would just be like, you know, think about this world. How many people can live? How, how many people had to die to give that fat bastard $1.6 billion? How many denials? How many children couldn't get their chemo? How many um, old people could it, maybe had another year in them? But they were denied care. They had to cut their pills in half. How many whatever? How many, you know, um, people couldn't, uh, you know, just have, have one more day with their loved ones because they were denied care? How many hours were spent on the phone arguing with these unconscionable, ghoulish corporations? Right? Uh, what a waste of time in your last days of life trying to rest a little bit more out of this thing this this temporary existence and you got to be on the phone with the representatives from Bill McGuire's uh you know golden parachute disgusting this is disgusting it's really gross and it's also stupid because the USA has the least uh uh effective outcomes in healthcare. We pay the most, twice as much as the next most expensive um, system. And we leave millions out. We, uh, and we don't even get the best care, despite what Republicans say, because they, they are liars. They, they, and that's the truth. That's just the way it is. They will say, they will sell out their own mothers, you see. But as long as they got theirs, because when I play this clip, when Paul Ryan was on the show, you, you, you just remember, Paul Ryan will be just fine. He's got health care for life 
be thanks to you and me and his little brats. I'm sure they'll be nice and secure when Paul Ryan goes to his next lobbying position and uh, starts sucking up uh, some corporate uh, salary or whatever. You know, he'll be just fine because all of the time that they were denying and dreaming, this little scum, this this acolyte of a sociopath, Ann Rand, he, you know, that's his big hero, who she was a big, uh, you know, she loves sociopaths. But she, she wrote glowingly in her diaries about a child murderer and dismemberer as a real man who was free of the constraints of human of uh, other people or something you know because that's that's normal that's what she wrote anyway um could you imagine so i mean get my diary please it would be like do i look fat uh you know why don't i have a wikipedia page yet <laughs> you know what i mean but it won't be oh you know what you know who's a great man you know who's a who's really adm- admirable um a, a child murderer and if that was the case, anybody who writes that, they need to be taken to an asylum. They don't, you don't use them to shape your government policy. Okay? Unless you're crazy and sick. But, well, here we are. But so Paul Ryan, well, uh, he was dreaming when he was in college. You know, when I was in college, I was uh, trying to be straight. You know, I couldn't help it. I was gay. I couldn't help it. But, you know, I was trying to be straight. I did. I did. I did a lot of uh, I I worked hard at it, whatever. But I couldn't. uh, You know, this was a different time. There were no gay straight alliances. I was very had a very low self-esteem. Anyway, whatever. I realized. uh, But that's what I was trying to do. I was doing drugs and I was smoking pot and whatever. I was being I was very confused. But I wasn't dreaming of taking people's health care away, taking people's retirement away. Who dreams of this? You know what I mean? In high school, in college, whatever. <sighs> Sick people, that's who. Republicans. But so here, anyway, let me just play this and then we can discuss it on the other side. Hold on, I got to take this lower third off. Otherwise, hold on, everybody. Here we go. We we failed to pass our budget, our entitlement reform bill on health care by one vote in the Senate. That's correct. So I guess what are the prospects of reining that in? Because, you know, if it, it, I think the election will have to determine that based upon what our vote count looks like in the Senate. We keep the House majority, which I think we will. Uh, and then you have to make sure that you have a big enough of a majority in the Senate to be able to pass um, health care reform. But do the. Do people in Janesville, do people in Wisconsin, do, is that what they want? I mean, do they really want th- their benefits taken away or curtailed? Did or, I just say no, that? No, I know. I'm, yeah. But do they uh, want to? I think they want to see an end to double-digit premium increases. I think they want to see that we have Medicare uh, on a path to solvency. I don't think they want to see 200 million people get added to Medicare to accelerate its bankruptcy, which is what a lot of people are, are running for, like Tammy and others. I think... If you take a look at our proposals, it would have lowered health care premiums. It would have still preserved pre-existing conditions. It would have been done more to give people more choices. We're, we're down to one or two choices for in the individual market. Uh, because of, I think, our incremental progress we've made on health care since that bill didn't pass, we got rid of the individual mandate, so we're not forcing people to buy something they don't want. 
Um, Scott is getting a waiver, uh, 1332 waiver for risk pools. Our risk pool worked really well in Wisconsin. The HERSP, which you probably are familiar with, I, you've probably written about it. Um, the HERSP. No longer there, but yes, the high no, risk insurance yeah, pool. Yeah, it worked really well in Wisconsin. It got people with pre existing conditions affordable coverage. And as a result, it dramatically lowered the premiums for everybody else in Wisconsin, the other 90% of Wisconsinites in the individual market that were not in the risk pool. Well, we're putting that back in place now and with federal funding. So you will see, I think, a better stabilized health insurance market in Wisconsin as a result of the governor's new approved waiver to restart risk pools, which is something we wanted to get done in law earlier. But I'm glad that the governor is getting a waiver to do that because that's going to help us a lot in Wisconsin. And I think that's what Wisconsinites would like to see. Okay. In a way, though, doesn't that cement the ACA as being around? I mean, it doesn't. No, I think, I think what it does is it, it what, what's happening with the, the experience for the ACA in Wisconsin is so many counties down to one or two plans to choose from and escalating premiums. If we can go back to the pre-ACA situation where we had a risk pool so that people with pre-existing conditions could get affordable coverage like we had with HERSP, then the rest of the, of the uh, individual market, more insurers will come into the marketplace and we'll have more choices, more competition that can help bring prices down. That is what we had before the ACA. And I think going through the waiver route, we have association health plans coming online now because of the administration. That's going to help. Dawn and Chico Pope at the Buckhorn Supper Club, which is the best prime ribbon in the world, um, buy oh, their... That's a commercial. It is, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I probably have ethics structure for that. Yeah. It, that will help them buy their health insurance in the Wisconsin Restaurant Association or the National Restaurant Association to spread the risk and get better coverage. So good things are happening in healthcare because we've moved toward more of an incremental approach of improving the situation because we didn't get the big bill passed through the Senate. Okay. Um, you know what the best the best uh, thing that spreads the risk is? It's called Medicare for all. So I I love um, well not love love in quotes him talking about we got rid of the individual mandate which nobody liked. We were we so we're not forcing people to buy something they don't want, but we're we're creating their this risk pool and going back to pre ACA this is what made the ACA necessary to begin with the, and this is why i can't stand republicans because we can't ever get anywhere we're never that's why they're regressives you you think we could do something great they they talk about america great let's be great again like when 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 we did things like we went to the moon and such where we can't even get to next week with these bastards because they're constantly dragging us backwards going back to times that we should have left that we left behind we left it behind we nobody as we see right now, uh, wants to be kicked off of health care when they're sick, when they talk about pre-existing conditions. Now, all of the sudden, Paul Ryan is a big advocate for pre-existing, for uh, people being insured with pre-existing conditions because, you know, he'll never have a pre-existing condition. And if he does, he won't have to worry about it, right? Because he is safe, thanks to you and me. He covered his own ass. And that's all that matters with these bastards. So he's talking about the pre-ACA. That's why we needed it. 
because it was, and, and that's what he's, I, I don't really, I cannot even believe what I'm hearing when I listen to him talking about this, this going back to pre-ACA. So we're going to have that fight all again. Do you remember the fight? And honestly, if the Repub- if the Democrats had done what I said they should, which is to we needed a public option, and we still do. We need to stop this argument and stop it now by, first of all, I mean, first of all, the, the, the stop everything by it making the argument not, uh, you know, everybody in, nobody out. Forget it. That's it. We don't, who needs a risk pool? So when you go to the doctor and they say, I'm sorry, you have cancer. Oh, like, let me get on the phone and try to find an insurance high risk pool plan. I mean, I hate these people. What, you know, because the thing about healthcare is that you're healthy one day and you're sick the next day. You don't know if you need it or not. That's why the best risk pool is Medicare for all. You scums. And it's actually lower. It's, it costs less and it insures everybody. And he's talking about keeping Medicare, um, solvent for, for the next generation. You know, that's how you keep it solvent. You bring everybody into it. And then we all have a vested interest in it. It's like Social Security. And you stop effing with it, you freaking Republican bastards. So uh, they, they're, he's complaining that people don't like double-digit premiums. No, they don't like it because they keep, Republicans are screwing with it. If Republicans would stop and take their big, filthy... Greed's greedy, bony Republican hands off of our health care once and for all, instead of undermining it, it would have worked if they wouldn't, if their Republicans, uh, you know, insured, opened up Medicare so more people got insurance and stopped, you know, I mean, honestly, enough is enough. Enough. Do we see, don't we see all around the world, this is why the Republican arguments are bullshit and they only, they only work on the dumbasses who, who still watch Fox News, and they're a dying breed, literally. So they, because the rest of humanity, younger people, see it, the world is very small now, thanks to the internet, and they see every other country on earth having to uh, having uh, health care for all and not being, uh, you know, uh, losing their freedom. In fact. Uh, who the hell wants to be sick and get on the phone with these morons on these greedy bastards and just be like, oh, please, let me have my treatment, you know, I and and then get bills and bills and co-pays and, and uh, reinsurance and co-insurance. Like, enough is enough. I mean, that like it's this is why we're insane here. We're insane to uh, have a system that puts dumbasses in charge, even though they get fewer votes and unconscionable people. Why do I, why does anybody vote for a Paul Ryan? I really don't understand. Maybe that, I mean, I don't get it. Why would they send him back to Congress again and again and again? And all he's doing is undermining their lives, their very existence. And Paul Ryan was no advocate for anybody's life. He was, uh, uh, did he ever care when somebody got kicked off of health care pre-ACA, when somebody had a pre-existing condition pre-ACA? Did he care? No. Did he, I, I mean, never. Uh, all he cared about was fulfilling his dream of destroying Medicare. That's a dream? 
If somebody has a dream to destroy Medicare, they that means they should be they they should be taken the furthest that can possibly they possibly can away from the levers of power because they're sick. There's something wrong with him. <sighs> anyway, all right. I'm really pissed about this, as you can see. It's just because I don't get it. It's like watching somebody. To me, it, it feels like it, we would all be outraged watching, you know, some some someone like him, someone who has who's a greedy bastard and has everything handed to him, who 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 took the Social Security uh, survivor benefits and climbed the ladder up, thanks to them and works now to pull the ladder up behind him. He's always had a job in government, yet he works to undermine and destroy government. And, uh, you know, um, but it's, so it's almost like watching him take granny and punch her in the face. If we would, if we would see that this healthy youngish man who rich, you know, who sucks up the power, who drinks $350 bottles of wine with corporate lobbyists while concocting ways to strip people of health care. That's what he does for a living. And turn around. I mean, we wouldn't stand for it in actuality, but that's what he's doing. He's he's undermining he, us all, humanity, decency. And meanwhile, Trump is off. And uh, I mean, this is this is all they care about. As long as they can kick people off of health care and funnel more money into the hands of people who will never spend it in 50,000 lifetimes. And that's not even an exaggeration. They don't care how low their standard bearer drags us. They don't care that this guy committed treason. They don't care that he that he is not a uh, normal person, that he's got a sickness, that he's greedy. That's that's that is something that will make you easily exploitable. It's the same thing. So um, with, uh, you know, Manafort, who just pled guilty to one of the charges against him that he pled to was conspiracy against the United States. OK, um, could you imagine Think about this. If somebody, anybody, how many people, I can't even keep track. How many people in, in Trump's uh, so-called government <clears throat> have, have pled guilty, been indicted? It never stops. There, there's, we're in double digits for sure. I know that. But could you imagine if anybody close to the, uh, a President Hillary Clinton pled guilty to conspiracy against the United States? Could you imagine the outrage that uh, uh, the uh, what we would be dealing with right now from the Fox News contingent from the uh, from Trump TV. <sighs> All right, could you imagine? I mean, it just wouldn't. It never stops anyway. But they don't. They, it doesn't matter what Trump does, so he can deny the. Uh, I mean, just him tweeting about the people that died in Puerto Rico that he's denying the death count of uh, the, the, the casualty count in, in, in Puerto Rico because it, doesn't, it's, it makes him look bad. Like, this is what he's, he's tweeting about. And Republicans don't care because they're ramming through their judges and they're funneling more money to the top and they're coming for your health care. See, as long as they can 
kill more Americans. You see, they're killing us spiritually, mentally, physically, and literally. H how sick are these people? How sick are they? Uh, and why are they in charge? Okay, this is why it's important, okay, to vote. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If we don't get it back in this midterms, and I say this every week, it's done. It really is. And these are the consequences. This is why, you know, I would, I would much rather be pushing Hillary to the left than fighting these fascist bastards because they know no limits. They are immoral. They are sick. And so they came after, apparently, you know, Manafort, who has been infesting government for years. Cause, and, and there's just, he's just a symptom. He's another symptom. And lobbying and dealing with foreign governments. And they, they're traitors because he's a greedy bastard. Greed makes you sick. So that's what we have in the White House. Of course, this is who they surround themselves with. And they're infesting the Republican Party. Because that's where they're going to get most, the most play. The Republicans have no morals. They'll do whatever. They're not there for altruism. They're not there to make this thing run. They're not there to serve the people or make a society that works for all. They're, not, they're there to make a society that works for them because they're stupid, you see. They can't seem to to make a buck, it seems, unless the game is rigged for them. So they, they got to do the rigging, right? You know, because the best ideas Trump could come up with was a sweatshop in China or, hey, put my name on something or open a casino. That's who he is. He's no great businessman. He's just a grifter. And anybody who cheers him is a sucker. If you don't think that he's a, he's a con man, guess what? You're the mark. That's, that's the bottom line. And of course you're the mark. Now he's coming for your health care. So you, so they don't, this is what Republicans are, uh, they're sickening really because they, they know how stupid their idiots, the, the idiots who vote for them are. So they, they don't even have, um, the, they're not even embarrassed to go out there and say, Democrats are, coming for Medicare to pay for socialism. That's, that's what they're, they, they know. They are counting on the stupidity of the morons. They, they, can, they, they don't have to just count on it. They can take that stupidity to the bank, obviously. And then, then you know, and all the, the dumbasses will cheer and say, yeah, yeah, he's right. They're coming for our Medicare to pay for socialism. They're going to destroy Medicare yeah, because we want everybody in, nobody out. You see, that will destroy it to them. Meanwhile, if some, God forbid, you know, they go in on these town halls. I'm always, if, if I see another one of these uh, Trump Trump supporters, uh, oh, yeah, uh, pre-existing conditions. I have, you know, like uh, they see the light when something affects them directly. Like, for instance, the um, they had this. I wish I had prepared it. I, I just thought of it now. But the. They, they called him the Trump troubadour, right? He, he um, followed Trump's campaign with, uh, you know, playing songs for all the dumbasses and the, and the Trump pansies, singing songs about Trump. Because, I don't know, why, of, of all people, Trump? Because he played, a re, he played a successful businessman. That's what it was. Because they're stupid. They, 
they see reality TV, so they're like, oh, he played a successful businessman on reality TV. Oh, that, like Trump is some kind of, he's, he, he's some, uh, you know, amazing, he's like an Edison or something. He's, uh, what would this world do without him? Um, but so the, the guy's son had died of a drug overdose and, you know, during this opiate epidemic, another one that, another, uh, thing that makes us great, right? Uh, make America great. We, we live in this country where people are addicted and, um, they, they don't have treatment because Republicans are coming for healthcare, right? So, uh, but anyway, Trump promised this moron that, um, he would, of course, you know, every, he was, uh, he would bring him up on stage and say, even, even, um, you know, this is a very tough thing, addiction, uh, opiate addiction. And, uh, every, anybody can fall victim to it or whatever. And even strong people, you, this is what he was saying, because that's the myth. And it doesn't matter what, it, the reality is in the mind of these dumbasses they're uh you know you're only strong people um strong people can uh not be out it, it, it's a matter of willpower right like let's it doesn't matter what science says or the medical community it's your um they they go by the 1850s uh, the book the book of knowledge right and um so they so he was telling the guy oh i'm so sorry uh, don't worry when i'm the president uh we're going to tackle this opioid epidemic and whatnot and of course you know what's happening there they're cutting back they're undermining healthcare they're uh, and this includes uh access to to addiction treatment and resources so they're basically this guy now, all of a sudden, he sees that he's he was uh, fooled by the by Trump. Of course, he's they, they that's who Trump is. He will say whatever needs to be said to whoever he can say it to, and as long as it gets him what he wants. And that's exactly. I mean, I hate to say it. It's that is what Hitler did. That's why you can go into Hitler's uh, repertoire of uh, speeches, and you could find some. It's, it's something for everybody. That's why Republicans like to. Uh, they like to ch- cherry. P- I mean, they cherry pick quotes anyway. They argue by memes. The other thing that. Uh, but um, they. Uh, well, before I get there, but they. But that's what they do. They cherry pick quotes and say, oh, well, if you get health care, it'll be just like Hitler because that's what Hitler did or whatever. And that's not what Hitler did. In fact, every other country on earth has health care. They uh, Nazi Germany had health care for years before they uh, not. It wasn't Nazi Germany, but the Germany. Uh, most countries, uh, you could just look around. You, uh, they're not. um living in fascist dictatorships because they have access to universal health care. I mean, come on. It's just ridiculous. So, and quite the opposite, as we know. If you're not, if you can't go to the doctor when you're sick, you're not free. But whatever. That's us. That's the dupes. That's the United States of serfs and lords, of dupes and uh, and con men. And, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, but that's that's who the Trump's, Trump supporters are. They don't see the light unless it affects them directly. And they... They, they're, half of them are on welfare of some form, and they're, I mean, I'm just exaggerating. I don't know the exact t- statistic, but trust me, when they get 
welfare. They they are entitled to it, you see. They feel they are entitled. It's not. It's just the other people that aren't entitled, right? They are taking advantage. And by other, I mean black or brown or, you know, immigrants or whatever. That's that they they are incapable of functioning in a democracy. Okay? Because that's why they're living in their little their little fantasy lands where they everybody's white, everybody is Christian, they la 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 you know, put your fingers in your ears. No, 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 I don't wanna see anybody outside. Build a wall. Build a wall, the scary complex world. Right? Let's uh, get Trump and be be uh, be strong. You're fired. That's what they think is strong. They're, it's all a ruse. It's all a, a gimmick. And they're the easiest marks on the planet because they keep falling for the oldest tricks in the book. So, oh, God, help me. Really? Well, that's not God. That will help us. We will help ourselves. And by doing that, we will, how will we do it? We gotta, we, we have to vote. We have to, we better ensure, this is the other thing. We need to really, I know that the, the, the Republicans are playing games with our, our, they, they're trying to prevent people from voting. That's the bottom line. They, they don't want people to vote. So it's really gonna be up to us, the individual person. Each person has to ensure that we're on the rolls. I know there's a they, we just had an election here in New York, and there were a lot of reports since the Democratic Party purged the. I mean, there was a lot of f- funky business going on here. Of course, uh, that was during the primaries, and uh, you know that's not the Republican Party, unfortunately, but the, the establishments. Uh, they don't want it. You know, I mean, I don't even want to get into it, but that's that. That's what happened. And it, there's still a lot of problems here. Apparently, people showed up and uh, they weren't on the rolls. And uh, you know, now's the time to fix that, regardless of what happened. There was I don't know the whole story. I remember at the time. I'm not trying to get into like a fight about Hillary and the Democratic, the establishment Democrats. But he, the the bottom line is. Uh, yeah, I mean Republicans suck, but let's let's be real. We wouldn't be here unless um, we, if not for a an establishment Democratic Party that played nice, played footsie with Wall Street, and uh, that and they were just fine with it. They they're fine with um, they uh, squeezing the American worker and. Um, you know, this is what happens. They made them, they, they did not give them a lifeline, you know? I mean, all the education in the world, that's the other thing they would open up. Oh, I'm going to, that's, that was the DLC democratic remedy for everything. Oh, let's just get education, more education, going to college. That's all great, but not everybody's going to be a Rhodes Scholar. So, but you, a lot of people just want a decent middle-class life, and that's what they deserve. Everybody deserves to be paid a living wage and have a decent middle-class life in a, and uh, some kind of, you know, security and retirement security. But so that's, you know, just allowing people to go to a college. But anyway, whatever, is, is not the remedy for everything. But we know that. We know that. We need, there's a lot of things that need to be done. One of them is that the Democratic Party needs to uh, find its soul. But, you know, 
the uh, and 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 channel its inner FDR, okay, um, by following his lead by ensuring everybody in and nobody out is the only democratic value. We don't leave people behind in the Democratic Party. That's what it has to be. That and we need to get money out of politics. We don't. We're not indebted to these, uh, you know, to the grifters, the Wall Street grifters. So, and that's what's, uh, the other thing I want to talk about, there's a few things, because I see the time is ticking away. That's time for you. It bites you in the ass. Just when you think. That's why, you know, this, I always think about this. We're here for a very short time. I don't know why, uh, like, somebody like a Paul Ryan wants to spend his limited lifespan Kicking people off of health care. And, and you saw that when that guy asked him, oh, uh, do you think people want to be kicked off health care or whatever? He was like, did I say that? Did I say that? No, you're not saying that, but that's what you're doing, you bastard. You, you, you sociopath-loving scum. That's what you're doing. But in their, in their fantasy, you see, that's the, they're selling fantasy, just like Trump sold the fantasy that he was a, a successful businessman. They're selling fantasy trickle down everybody's a billionaire trickle trickle everyone dance in the trickle i'm singing in the trickle i mean it's not even a rain right it's not even that's how much they hate you they it's not a deluge it's not a wave you know like like trump said thank god we got trump right when uh when the hurricane hit he would tell everybody it was wet that's what he said to be oh it's gonna be wet it's going to be this is a he is a moron the, the, these monosyllabic uh disjointed whatever speeches that he gives they it, it's numbing to the mind and to the to the soul i mean i can i feel like i watch him and my iq automatically dips it's uh, you're just dumb you just become dumb and numb I guess when you're numb and you're you're not you're uh, you, you're just I guess susceptible to this bullshit, and then you how how is a whole stadium of people susceptible to that bullshit? That's what I I watch that and I I look at all the idiots applauding. What are you applauding? Yay! Take my health care! Yay! More money for billionaires! Yay! No Medicare! No Social Security! Yay! You stupid idiot. As long as you could kick down on an immigrant, right? Even though your granny was an immigrant, right? Or your, or your great granny. Oh, I hate them. I just do. You know, because they don't even know who their friends are. That's, that's the worst. When people, they, it's when an animal bites you, you know, when you're trying to help it, you can understand it. You can understand why they bite because they, they don't get it. They're stupid. They're not thinking. They're not, they don't have a human brain. They don't see that you're really trying to help them. But a human being, when they bite you and then they take everybody with them, with you, I mean, I wish it was just them that lost their insurance, that lost, who need, I mean, I even hate saying that, insurance. Who needs insurance? We need universal health care. We need health care as a right. Enough of it. Enough of this bullshit. 
allowing these grifty, these gross companies to stand in your doctor's office and deny care. Let the doctors be doctors. Let and and Medicare has like a three percent overhead. So who needs twenty percent? Oh, they, they how do they manage with only grifting twenty percent off the top? I'm sure they they do just fine uh, because as they're going around, you know now, uh, Aetna is trying to buy uh, United Healthcare. Oh, I don't remember the exact, but they're they're that's the sign of they're doing just fine. They're getting bigger and bigger. Uh, how many lobbyists do they have infesting Washington? Like the freaking flying monkeys, right? Oh, God help us. And so it doesn't matter what Trump does. He can be a disgusting grifter and just vile human being uh, daily. I mean, not even daily. I wish it was daily. It's like every five minutes. Whenever he opens his mouth and gets on his Twitter feed, it's one offense after the other, but they're fine with it. They don't know. They, they, they stick their fingers in their ears because they got, they're getting their tax breaks and they're getting their, and it's not for the, for the, the dumbasses. It seems that the, the, the dupes kind of know that they've been duped in that department. The, these tax cuts, the, and what really gets me is that when I see these, uh, now these Republicans, you know, they get on TV and, they're talking about entitlement reform because, you know, we don't we just can't afford it. We can't afford it, Granny. I'm sorry. Die. Why didn't you die? Right. You just keep living. You just keep waking up. And now we got to pay. I'm sorry, Granny. You should be dead. All right. And this is really what they are saying. Um. You don't like Medicare. You don't like Social Security. This is what, you know, oh, don't worry, Republicans. They they know that people like it, but they are, you know, they're tricking them. And now it's, uh, oh, we don't have the money. But guess where the money went, dupes? The, it went to the oligarchs. It went to, they funneled it to the top. And, the, you know, all these ballooning deficits, they're decrying. All of a sudden, Republicans added over a trillion dollars, a trillion they're not even in the bees anymore. Now it's a trillion. So they added more money into the coffers of people who don't need it. They didn't need it. They won't spend it ever. It's not trickling down. You won't be singing in the trickle. Don't worry. You're not there. But guess what will happen? The, your granny that's in, the, in uh, Medicare, who's in a Medicare funded nursing home because she's got Alzheimer's and needs 24 hours round the clock care. She's coming home, bud. She's going to be home. You better. And, and guess, I guess you're going to have to take, uh, get, uh, extra Uber shifts. Cause, um, you know, who's going to pay? Maybe you need to take a class and how to, you know, feed and bathe and care for somebody with dementia. Because that's the world Republicans are creating. They don't want you to have a minute of peace. Because your peace, sucker, will come in heaven when you're dead. Right now, they got the earthly rewards. They want all those earthly rewards to themselves. Trump wants them. Ivanka wants them. Don Jr., Eric, they all want them. They're not for you. 
if you if you uh you know wanted a retirement you should have come up with a scam you should have been smart enough to make a sweatshop in china sell some shoes or something you should have been why weren't you smart all right you're dumb that's why they they can step on you like a peon but that's who they are you know you just keep voting for them though keep voting keep voting republican because you don't like brown people Right? Brown people are taking advantage. Oh, it's the immigrants are on welfare. That's what it is, right? No, it's not, idiots. They can't get it. Oh, it's immigrants uh, voting and non-white people sitting around in their uh, social safety net, net hammock, which is, it's just such a lie. It's such a divisive lie to keep people stupid, keep people at each other's throats. You have more in common with working people that are a different color or even immigrant immigrants you know what i want people that uh, in this country the kind of person that tra- that that travels across a desert to, to get here that risks life and limb to to come to the united states that's the kind of person i want in this country somebody who knows what freedom means who risks everything to obtain it Somebody who has, that's somebody that uh, uh, will appreciate a country that gives them a hand, that opens up their doors and says, come on in, you're safe, you're home, build a home here, build a life here, we want you here, you need a little help, we'll help you uh, along the way. That's what we are, wouldn't that be uh, an amazing country? That's the kind of country that I want, that that, that actually succeeds. Not, you know, not one that just succeeds. I guess that's all we are. We just funnel more money to the top. We just make more billionaires, make more billionaires. It's it's really gross. And I'm, I'm looking for this, uh, actually. There's so many things I wanted to say, and I'm looking at the time. Oh, my God. <clears throat> you know, it never stops. That's why. I mean, I want to talk about Kavanaugh because he's... I guess we can talk about that later with with Karen. And I mean, Karen's a nice person. Karen Williams is calling in. She's actually a nice person, and I'm not uh, as nice. So, but she will. Maybe she'll help me be a little less uh, angry. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. It's going to take a long time because you can never rest. That's the other thing. You can never rest. Um, one, you think even when we get universal health care, because we will get it maybe I, and I hope in my lifetime it's common. They know that that's why Republicans have to smash and grab as much as they can for, you know, just to, uh, get as much as they can for themselves. And, you know, they're just, they're just uh, prolonging the inevitable, but, um, you know, but this is, I wanted to read this other thing. I don't think I'm going to get to it anyway. So. All right, just checking in and everybody making sure everything is okay. My name is Tara Devlin. How's everybody doing? Are you okay? I'm looking at the feed. Yes, we meet here every Saturday evening and uh, from 6 to 8. And we are replayed on Progressive Voices on starting Sunday, anytime on the Progressive Voices app. Do me a favor, donate. Buy some T-shirts, buy some mugs, and help us. That'll help. That helps us grow. And uh, there's some good, 
really cool stuff on the RDT Daily store. Also, all right. Um, yeah, well, because I want to talk about Kavanaugh and the and being blackmailed. Uh, supposedly, um, Susan Collins whining that she's being blackmailed. Well, you know what? Take money out of politics. Okay, and we won't have to blackmail you because if we if the the public had its way, if we actually got people uh, in office to represent us who we voted for, we'd be living in a very uh, progressive society, uh, much more progressive. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be dealing with these Republican ghouls, these greedy ghouls coming to slit our throats in the night. Metaphorically. So. All right. Uh. Yes, I'm going to take a break. So, well, in the break, I'm going to play some of Karen's comedy, which is great. So we could start laughing a little. So uh, the break is about seven minutes long. And uh, so we'll have Karen Williams and we'll have the, um, what do you call it, Labor History in Two with Rick Smith. And I will be right back in about seven minutes. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you on the other side. I know some of you are just coming out. You know, I read a book that said that the largest group of lesbians coming out are between 55 and 65. Did you know that? Wow. Like they're through with all their... Uh, listen, listen to it. You're like, this was so factual. You want... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Karen> Williams goes... <laughs> and you can quote me. <laughs> you know? And so... But some of you, some of us have been out for so long, we remember when it was an adventure just to find another lesbian. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, here we are cruising. Remember when cruising meant something else? <laughs> when you had to find a fucking lesbian bar? Remember that? Go down that alley, turn right at the streetlight, walk past the two green garbage cans, make a left, you'll see an iron door, Knock on it three times, a grate would open. Someone said, what's the password? Peanut. And you got in. And the club was pitch black. Only one way in, no other way out. But you were so excited to be in there. Right? Yeah, that's our history. That's now we get to come through public airports. Right? Public airports with Olivia bag tags. <laughs> Even though some of us are stuck. Like every now and then I'll see a pack of lesbians in the airport. <laughs> and I'll go up to the one with the mullet. <laughs> and I'll say, are you, are you with Olivia? And she'll go, had that haircut since 1971. <laughs> it wasn't really a test. <laughs> they're like shocked that you know that they're the lesbians. And we do travel in packs. You notice that. Yeah. So there's packs of lesbians going around. And coming here was really amazing, wasn't it? Just so many lesbians. And you know, and we all think we know each other. And the fact is we do. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'll say, I'm going to Reno or somewhere to perform, and someone will say, well, do you know Joan? 
Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1985. That was the year that the first Farm Aid concert was held in Champaign, Illinois. A retrospective article in Time magazine reported, quote, In the 1980s, American farmers were hit hard by what were, at the time, the worst economic conditions since the Great Depression. Droughts ravaged the fields. Property values plunged. Loan interest rates soared. Thousands were forced off their land and faced foreclosure and bankruptcy. Farmer suicide rose at alarming rates. The idea to use music to aid the farmers began with Bob Dylan at an event to help African famine victims. Then musicians Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, and Neil Young took up his idea and ran with it. Fifty musicians took the stage at the University of Illinois football stadium. The organizers were joined by such headliners as Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, Billy Joel, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, Bonnie Raitt, Kenny Rogers, Joni Mitchell, The Beach Boys, Jimmy Buffett, Bon Jovi, Foreigner, and more. The musicians played for 14 hours to a rain-soaked crowd of nearly 80,000. A telethon also helped to bring in donations. It raised $9 million for farm relief. 
More importantly, it helped raise national awareness of the dire economic conditions faced by many small farmers. Farm Aid has continued to hold concerts for small farmers. In 2015, the 30th anniversary concert was held in Chicago. As an organization, Farm Aid has raised more than $50 million for small farmers. Now, live for Farm Aid at a concert for America, here's Willie Nelson. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tara Devlin, and this is Tara Buster. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels and replays starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app and on GDPR Revolution 99, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere else. Give me a review on iTunes, all that good stuff, and... And we're back. All right. So I I have a very nice guest on the phone. And I mean nice. Not like me. <laughs> She's actually a really decent human being. No. <laughs> I'm a decent person, everybody. But, I mean, wait till you. Re- I read you these credits. You, uh, the, Karen Williams is, I mean, let me just get it. Unmute her. Hold on. Karen, Karen, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm well, here. <laughs> whenever somebody calls in, I, I'm always surprised when the phone actually works. So, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but let me just read your credits. I played a clip of your comedy during the break, so people are, okay. get to know you a little bit. And uh, so, I mean, Karen is she has the unique distinction of being the nation's first openly lesbian black comic to include specifically lesbian material in her act. Now, that is groundbreaking. And uh, her solo comedy special, I Need a Snack, filmed live in Hollywood. And, uh, I mean, she's got these credits. I was reading these credits. I was like, I started feeling like (laughs) shit. (laughs) Feature like... I was like, feature-length, award-winning winning comedy documentary, Laughing Matter, showcases Karen's star quality, includes interview clips um, that highlight her social activism. Other credits include the film We Were Funny That Way uh, of, from HBO and comedy writer and host for TVs uh, for the TV show In the Life. From, and I remember that show in New York City. Featured yes. cheat Karen yes. is a featured comic on uh, who performs on Olivia the the Olivia Cruises. She's uh, since 1990. You've done thousands of shows on Olivia. You've gone no, all I, over I, the world. I, I, well, not thousands. <laughs> a million. I think there's a million shows now. And uh, so, but one of the things you, that Karen is doing is okay. First of all, she graduated summa cum laude from Cleveland State University with a personally designed major called humor and healing. Okay, everybody. And uh, she earned a master's. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, hello. Masters of education um, 
And so, so it says, Karen taught stand-up comedy and dramatic arts uh, in the dramatic arts department of Cleveland State University. Studied improv at Second City. Directed comedy classes at Second City. Okay. Hello. These are, I mean, this is like, that's the, like the creme de la creme. All right. And uh, so <laughs> Karen Williams is a creator and facilitator of the Humor at Large workshop series. And... Um, I just want to, oh, the other thing you're, I mean, it just goes on, uh, Karen, and the, one of the very important things that you're doing now is Karen is the founder and CEO of the HaHa Institute, International Institute of Human Healing Arts, whose mission is to encourage the fullest and highest activation of human potential for compassion, wisdom, and life force through the daily use of humor that supports healing. And there's a GoFundMe going on. For the HaHa ha Institute, yeah, do you want to talk a little yeah, bit about yeah. that? Well, see, right now we're a virtual institute, and I want a brick and mortar place mm-hmm. so that I can. Um, right now, I travel around a lot, and I'd like to be able to have a place where people can come and actually learn about the healing power of humor through workshops, seminars, and we, you know, Cleveland has a few institutes like this. The mm. Salt Institute is here, Rainier Institute is here. So I want to be on the landscape as having a physical place. So I'm ready for that now. That's so I'm doing a GoFundMe. That's and, great. And uh, people can find on my Facebook page and, you know, I'm just, uh, or, or at GoFundMe. I don't really know how any of that really works, but, mm, you know, mm, I, mm. I figure it out. Right. If they just if you yeah. go to the haha institute dot com, right? I mean, can they get it get there yeah, from there? Go to that. That, yeah. Well, yeah. they can actually. That would be a great idea if I had the link on there, wouldn't it? No, oh. I, I, I'll put it. <laughs> yeah. But they could they could email me or at, you know contact me and I can give more information. So yes, if if people go to www dot haha institute dot com, you can find out about the institute and then. Get to me about the GoFundMe. Right. That would be great. Yeah. And also, I have a Facebook. Page. Aha Institute has a Facebook page, and the GoFundMe link is on the Facebook page. So. And that's what we need. I mean, humor, and we need humor. We need to heal. And <clears throat> this this is a very difficult time. I know that a lot of people, most people, are feeling it. People who are awake, even people who are not as conscious of the the political atmosphere. Uh, feeling they're feeling this uh, the tension right now in this country and well I, I, think, I think that you know I'm such a, a staunch feminist and you know what we used to say is that the personal is political and mm-hmm. so I don't even like to factionalize people because even if you don't care about people you care you know a lot of people care about pets and whales more than they care about humans right. the fact of the matter is if we destroy the ecology you know, the ecological balance on this planet, even our pets are going to have a hard time. I mean, right. I hear about another person talking about their pet has cancer mm. or <laughs> arthritis or, I mean, they're getting <laughs> the same <laughs> that we have. It's ridiculous. Right, right. You know, a friend of mine has a dachshund, and she didn't realize that the fertilizer that she was using on her lawn was so toxic Ugh. that the dachshund's belly was rubbing on the grass, and and the dog developed cancer. Oh no! See, like all, oh, but yeah. that's I, I and that's 
um, you know, affects all of us. It affects living the, uh, yeah, yeah. That dachshund just happened to be lower to the ground and (laughs) yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's in the atmosphere right now. The kids are playing on that lawn and you know, people walking across that lawn and that's got to affect everybody, but we're all connected. I mean, that's, that's the point. That is really the point. So, you know, I think that all of this, I do diversity and inclusion trainings, and the whole thing is we just cannot, you know, maintain our discriminatory habits, mm-hmm. you know? Right. That's really what it is. We have to really explore our prejudices, our biases, and discriminatory practices that, you know, people are comfortable with. So, you know, if it's working, why change it? I mean, I go on tirades about a credit source. I mean, who does a, what, what benefit is a credit score other than really a, a classist discriminatory practice? Right, right. That, yeah. that serves the bank. It doesn't serve you or me. No, no. Well, that's you know? it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> no, so well, it's true. Everything the uh the bank see you know what happened during the during Reagan's time during uh when we fell into this trickle down economics bullshit they they peop- they um actually made credit easier they the banks opened up access to credit so they so people's wages stopped um it, they it stopped it actually pacing um uh, or growing with productivity and but right. that's uh but then the banks opened up access to credit so they we we got the illusion they still got the the stuff people were able to a- access stuff but they were it's all they really put themselves in a trap and that's um right. that was by and design have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have people living in California in 600 800,000 dollar homes paying interest only They'll never catch up. That's right. There's no way anybody that was bringing home fifteen to twenty-five hundred dollars a month should be living in an eight hundred thousand dollars. That's right. Well, that's it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's this is. I mean, this whole country. My father. I mean, everything changed, it, and it's really through government policy. That's the and and I and I hear what you're saying. The, the one of the and this is what we were talking about in the first hour is this that one of the things I mean obviously uh, I always say you're a very nice person and you don't you know not like me like I I, I mean I'm after like I I wish I was more like you let's put it that way I am a nice person I, but I but I don't I really don't have. I can't deal with Republicans. I mean, that's, I feel like they are dupes. They're being duped by the oldest tricks in the book, divide and conquer. And that's how they get them through racism. And, and, uh, and this, this country really needs, you know, what you're doing, the haha Institute, it needs a truth and reconciliation commission. It needs some kind of, uh, really, uh, to some kind of, to recognition of our racist ass history and uh, it, the, it's so much work to be done and uh well I, I, I wish it could just be confined to race right you know we've got black stuff we've got ableism going right. on <laughs> and as, as if as if being a black lesbian woman isn't enough i'm now a woman of a certain age oh uh, right so here comes 
the ageism marching by, you know, mixed in with, you know, the statistics for old lesbians are pathetic. Oh, really? We what are, are they? Most of, us are, most of us are doomed to poverty. Mm, that sucks. That, that's what's really <laughs> happening because of the wage have... discrimination I have to live with. I mean, when I first started working in my teens, I made $2.17. Mm. I mean, think about it. I'm not right. that old. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So, so what is what is what is my social security look like? You know, right. it's just right, right. It, it's just it's just ongoing. The challenges are ongoing. So I take a, a stand that we have to evolve as human beings individually. We have to do our human revolution mm-hmm. so that we can feel exactly what you were talking about as part, as a vital part of a whole. We mm-hmm. are one. Right, right. And so that's what we get that we are one. It's going to, all these factions are, are kind of useless that's in a way. That's true. Then, and that's why one of the things I always advocate is as far as we were talking about universal health care in the first hour, but it's uh, for universal everything, everybody in, nobody out, <laughs> universal health care, universal higher education, yeah. universal. Yeah. Uh, you know, retirement security, we don't leave people behind. That really needs to be the rallying cry of the America, of the That's true American patriot, which is we don't leave people behind. No one. No That's one. Not just children. No one gets left behind. Right, right, know? right, right. And, not just people under $100,000 or something like with uh, they, uh, the, the Democrats had a health uh, not a health care, a... Uh, an education plan. Everybody under a hundred thousand dollars can get free education. No, everybody, everybody. You know what I mean? Like that just that just like creates resentment. And I saw it when that when that happened because my my sister is uh, I guess um, you know she lives in a big house and everything, and she's not. You know, if you drove up to her house, you'd be like, holy shit, this is a fucking big house, right? And uh, so, and but she's whining. Well, my, my, my nieces and nephews are in college. So, but she's, she was whining about, uh, you know, people getting free college uh, tuition and whatnot. But that's what it is. And I saw that that's what that does. That creates that creates division that make that creates resentment. So then she's resenting somebody a few rungs lower on the ladder because they're getting more of a, you know, an open door. And she's like, uh, you know, and my nieces and nephews there. And, and, and it's the system that's effed up because they're coming out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt and, so, and my sister, uh, you know, who I, I constantly have to educate her on, on on a million things. But that, but I saw that in my own family, like her being like, oh, well, they get everything handed to them, really. But that's, um, you know, it's that's falling into the trap. You know what I mean? It's, but who, who, who is this they? She's that's talking about, well, what she was talking about specifically, and it was dreamers at the time. She was saying, oh, these dreamers. Because she's, which was a bullshit story anyway. She was like, the dreamers are getting a free ride at Rutgers. And I'm like, I doubt it. And um, I'd like to see where you got this information. But it sounds like like some Fox News bullshit, you know, which I would think it was because um, my but but my sister never turns on the news. You know what I mean? So I don't know where the hell she was hearing it. She's like, if you go to my sister's house, you're you're, you're like going into a pit of. 
it's like no you don't know where you are you don't know what day it is it's like you know what i mean it's, she doesn't put yeah. on a tv oh, she, i mean well, she, well, she, she watches wait, wait sorry she she just doesn't uh she doesn't get a newspaper she she'll watch you know law and order but she won't ever watch a news show or she doesn't know what the hell's going on so i don't know where she's getting this information but that's the information like that's in the air you know, wherever the fuck she's like getting her information. So I was like, what are you talking about? You know, so why are you resenting these dreamers? You know, it's, uh, but that's what, that's by design. That's like a purposeful thing where they, the, these right wingers, Republicans, like they want us to be at each other's throats constantly. So we're not, uh, well, hey, anyway. so I, I wish it was just that simple. You know, I have been, as an entertainer, I've been in every state except three, mm. North Dakota, South Dakota, and Arkansas. And this country is segregated. Yes. And so the idea that we're just segregated by race is not true. Mm-hmm. We are segregated by class. We are segregated by education. So, you know, in segregated societies, people don't have to know about other people. They just have right. to know about the people that they believe are like them. Right. And then they can pass around the same stories. You know, we, we're a storytelling culture. You mm-hmm. know that. I yes. mean, that's why comedy is so hot. Mm-hmm. We all tell stories. And the people believe the stories that they're being told. And then they don't have to venture outside of themselves to really get to know, are these stories about these particular people true? Right. Because as soon as someone who lives in any kind of an enclave gets out of that enclave and meets an Indonesian-American, then they can say, wow, I had no idea that Indonesian-Americans do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, And actually get to know what's really going on with people then we don't have to just use rhetoric. See, that's right. the most harmful thing to me. We've been going through this way before this president. We've been dumbing mm-hmm. down as Americans. We have been getting dumber and dumber, yes. and that is by design. Oh, yeah, totally. totally. You know? Mm-hmm. Because an uninformed people, uninformed people are not going to question anything. They're right. going to be automatons, and right. they're not going to question anything. You know, so, but we don't have to, we don't have to malign those people. We don't even have to discuss them. We just have to get busy helping young people who are really interested in changing the landscape of America. For instance, there's a young black lesbian who I, in Atlanta, who I supported when she was running for office. Who's that? You know, Park Cannon. What's her name? Park Cannon. Park, C-A-R-K. C A N N O N. She'd be wonderful to have on your show. Yeah. And she uh, campaigned and she won with very little money. And I don't exactly remember the, you know, I don't know if she's a state representative. I don't want to quote incorrectly, but I. Park Cannon. I'm going to call her. I'll call her. I'll see if she'll come on the show. It was the most homegrown little campaign. And that's why you're seeing, you know, people. Winning in their hometown, mm-hmm. city council, and, you know, mayoral races and things like that, because that's where it's going to make a difference. If you can't get your your city 
to support city taxes to improve the schools right. in your area, for example. Mm-hmm. Then what are we talking about? The quality right. of your education is going to be crap. Right. Kids are going to lose interest in school. We all know our educational system needs fixing. It's oh, 50 yeah. years behind the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so... So, you know, I am just one of those grassroots activists. There's nothing wrong with, while while I'm high-minded and there's a lot of things that I want to change, I think being in San Francisco during those Reagan years when he Mm. never mentioned HIV or AIDS, and those guys were dropping dead like flies. You see someone on Tuesday who said he was sick, and he was dead on Saturday. Those guys... uh, raised money and saved themselves. That's right. They yes. did not wait for the government. Well, that's true. And that's I true. Heard you know. Wait, say that again. You're breaking up a little bit. What What did you just say? I said that I I learned about activism there. Right, and that's well. That's what the, the this country, if it's running effectively, that's that's the way it should run. It, we, people should run for office because they want to serve and. Like right. this, this right. and do some good for their community and advocate for the for their right. for the people they represent. But it's constituents. That's right. That's but it's total because of money and politics and there's the the corruption is built into the system now. So the uh, and we really have a lot of work to do. One thing that Trump did. I think that that is, and I won't say good, but because I'd much rather be, uh, as I was, I said earlier, pushing Hillary to the left than uh, fighting fascism or fighting this dumbass, you know, this con man. But it, what he did was really expose the the corruption and what's the the what's wrong. What yeah, he is, he showed us just how. Uh, how how low we could go and and he really exploited the 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 broken places in our society and in our system and you know that's real that's how he he quote unquote won i don't he did not win clearly he he received fewer votes but he he really tickled he tickled racist funny bones he tickled fear he uh you know i mean and republicans were doing that for years they playing the fear card, they and uh, you know, blowing their racist dog whistles and whatnot. But he, he has uh, you know, um, kind of just taken all the hoods off, I think, and uh, showed us war, what uh, the work that needs to be done. Now, um, he it's also it's an opportunity to um, you know to get it back. Are you there, Karen? <laughs> I'm listening. Oh, okay. No, I I thought you, I thought for a second. I'm old old enough to remember when we did not just uh, point out the faults of one person. I'm old school enough that when I became a feminist in in my 20s, we were talking about the systems that needed to be changed. Mm -hmm. The system of patriarchy. The system of capitalism. I don't know why we keep expecting our government to be humanistic when we are a capitalist country. Right. Okay? Our workforce, we had slavery. Right. So it's no wonder that workers don't, we don't get paid parity. <laughs> it's slavery on a military model. Right. Could you be any worse? Right. 
Can you expect totally. people to thrive in that kind of an atmosphere? The answer is no. Right. Right. So right. these are systems that are wrong. It's systemic. Oh, the totally. racism, the, the, right. the patriarchy, all of that is systemic. So now we say, oh, this guy is so bad or that. That happened after Nixon. Mm, With Watergate, mm. we began scapegoating one person. But right. no one person is. My son was living here in Northeast Ohio and being stopped on average mm. four to six times a month oh, driving wild flat. Oof. Yeah. Trump isn't doing that. No, I know. Oh, yeah. Well, I never said I, it was just Trump. I think Trump is the symptom. He is totally the symptom. He, but uh, that's what I mean. But he that's one of the things that President Obama said in his speech this week. I completely agree. He is a symptom of uh, mm-hmm. what's wrong. But yes, the whole system, the, the fact that we have a budget, the fact that Republicans were able to funnel more money into the hands of the rich while turning around and complaining about Medicare and saying we're going to have to cut Social Security, we're going to have to cut cut Medicare. Oh, we just don't have enough money. Meanwhile, there's it's never it's like Gandhi said, there's enough for everyone's uh need, but not for everyone's greed. So, if you have a system that um, you know, cuts people off, cuts their lifelines, that's that's disgusting. That is completely unconscionable to have uh, to turn around. Now, these Republicans are trying to bring back pre-existing conditions and they're 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 screwing with our health care again and again. And and I say the, the best way to get rid of uh, to disarm a terrorist is to take away their their, uh, you know, their means to terrorize us. And and there's that's terrorism. To when somebody finally gets to get on uh, health care and they I have diabetes or whatever and they start taking they're finally they're t- they're taking care of themselves and then a, t- a couple of years later these Republicans get in and they're they're like oh well sorry sucker you know and they start you know taking away people's lifelines and uh, but that's this is what they're doing this is uh, this is exactly what's happening right now like and like in New Jersey I I was actually just reading that. What what the states are doing? You're talking about local control now in New Jersey right now. They the the New Jersey um, uh, the local government because Trump and the Republican Party are screwing with Obamacare. They the the New Jersey legislature passed a law there to basically an Obamacare law saying making the uh, making every resident of New Jersey, they have to have insurance. So this is this is what they're doing. So the Republicans screwed it up nationally, and there. So uh, the the local government went in and was like, oh well, they 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 put the law in locally now, which will shore up insurance for their state now. But this is what every each year. Everybody has to. I mean, it's this is what's in this country. I don't understand how we could be a unified, a United States if we we have these silos of uh, care. Some some states get care, some states don't. If you live here, you know you can have health insurance. You can, you know, people. It just doesn't. It's it's an unsustainable system, and that's uh, you know. I mean, it's that's why I say. 
the only re- real remedy is, uh, you know, disarming this this conversation by uh, having a universal health care. That's what I mean. FDR was smart when he created Social Security with not well, not just him alone, but they they he was planning that for years. In fact, when he was governor of New York, they he sent Francis Perkins, who was one of his uh, the first female cabinet member in the United States over he mm-hmm. sent her to England to study their system of uh, health care mm-hmm. and uh, and social mm-hmm. their social security system anyway but they uh, that's what he 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 made it a system where we're all paying into it where every single person no matter what rich or poor gets social security when they reach a certain age and that's that was by design they said so because fdr said no damn politician will ever scrap my program that way and um that's what we need to do with you know health care and and i believe and we're talking about these um you know being human and uh, and uh seeing each other's humanity and whatnot that's that's how we will do that we will uh, and well, it's, a, it's a lot of work, and I just think that everybody who's who's conscious and wants to do that work just needs to pick an area mm-hmm. where they want to do the work. It's going to yes. be really challenging to, you know, have five, ten, or fifteen causes. I know, but you know, <laughs> think about. It. I'm just reading this quote by you know former President Obama, who says, "No, you can't deny women their basic rights and pretend it's about your religious freedom mm-hmm. if you don't like birth control." Don't use it. Right. Religious freedom doesn't mean you can force others to live by your own belief. Mm. You know, mm. these things are just basic things. But then we have to remember, Margaret Sanger went to jail right. trying to help women not have a baby every nine months right. Right. or a year. Right. right. You know, yeah. people that have really fought against injustice did so at, you know, with with little regard for their personal yeah. uh you know, sanctity. They really did. People went out on a limb. And there's no there's no uh it is by design what you're saying that uh, two hundred million people will get up on Monday morning, go to jobs they do not like, that right. do not pay them fairly for the work that they're gonna do, that has stripped them of their health benefits mm-hmm. and demeans them in a hundred million ways. But this is what they've grown to, to, you know, even the idea that you go to college right. to get a good job. That's not what college was about. Right, right, totally. Yeah, I was just talking about that in the you first know what hour. I'm saying? Too. Like, we, yeah, we are, we, are, we are being trained to be cars in a wheel. Why? Yeah. Because people like you, people like me, we're just too free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? We're just yeah. too free, and it's scares the shit out of people when they're around people that are not automatized. Right, right, right. It's that true. stop and think about what's going on in the world and how it's affecting you, how it's affecting your children. I have grandchildren. I have great-grandchildren. I want to say this. Six of my grandchildren, my, my great-grandbaby, and my five of my grandchildren, six of them, are Mexican and black. Mm, mm-hmm. So uh, when I'm thinking about what's happening in Mexico and stripping of passports and detainment of Mexicans, I know, I know. I can't just look at that like, oh, it doesn't affect me. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with me. That's ridiculous. Right, right. Yeah, no, it has, it affects everybody. 
-hmm. We have to find the intersectionality. These are the words. This is the language that basically says, I'm a human, you're a human. Let's figure out how we're going to share this planet yeah. together with love, respect, and, and share the resources and help those who do not have the capacity to obtain resources live a decent life. Right. We have that responsibility. It's true. I agree 100%. And I, I always think um, about, you know, we are wired for inter connectedness we're not wired to be yes, rugged individuals or whatever they are the human species goes back uh, I mean, millions of years like even our prehistoric <laughs> ancestors the 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 they they have found evidence archaeologists and anthropologists have found evidence of our human um ancestors caring for the sick and so there, this this goes like for people for um, over a million years. Now you're talking about I think it was uh, Homo habilis. They that was the first um, prehistoric ancestor they found. <laughs> you're, you're, you're smarter about this stuff. Than well, I, I like am. this is my. I, this always is, ask, I always ask people, do you know any Puritans? And they go, no. <laughs> so and I go, why are we living by their standards oh, and by I their know. work ethic? This is what I, I can't even, I, I mean, really, these, first of all, it's like, why are we, when they talk about the Bible, I can't stand, I'm sorry for anybody who's, who believes in the Bible. I mean, it's like, all right, come on, like the Bible, you're talking about a book that was written by men that didn't understand what a germ was, that didn't know you know what I mean? Like they don't, they didn't, they thought the sun was this, I mean, they thought the earth was the center of the universe. Like they, they, this is what we're going to base our society on that somebody said something in the Bible. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. So yes, I, I remember when I was younger, I did, I used to work at Barnes and Noble at a job, uh, doing displays. I used to paint displays and, um, this was many years ago, and they uh, I had to do a display for a book called The Timeline of History, and it was it annoyed me because it began everything was like real history, but it started with Adam and Eve. That was the history, and okay, and I, then it was like real shit in there too, and I was like so mad about this, and I went home and so and I said. And I said to my mother, I was like, oh, I had to do this stupid thing, this stupid timeline of history. And she was like, what? You don't believe in Adam and Eve? This is what my mother said to me. And I was like, are you serious? I have, I yeah. owe $20,000 on a student loan. If I believed in Adam and Eve, I'd want my money back, frankly. So, but I, it's like this, but come on, believing, can we really go anywhere? This is, if we're if we believe in things that are that i mean how are we ever going to be great when you're believing in things like that like like fantasies so fairy to, tales have, have to, but we have to we have to this again is my vantage point when 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 i just read what you know president former president obama said religious freedom doesn't mean you can force others to live by your own beliefs we mm -hmm. have to be as respectful. I try to be, that's why you say I'm nice. You're a nice it's person. It's not so much that I'm nice. I'm actually a raving lunatic. <laughs> but I have decided that to be who I am in this skin and brown 
that the best thing that works for me is to be as respectful as possible because right. that's what I want. Yeah, but I mean, does that, you know, if you love me, that's your choice. But I can be respectful and I can ask people about their beliefs without necessarily having to be antagonistic. Mm. I think the whole thing is I, I, I studied the Bible in English literature. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic sci-fi yeah, and I mean, story and, you know, fables and all of that. Would I live my life by that? Mm, not so sure. Right. Okay? It's, so, why should we live? You know, but there are people who do. Yeah, in the and Bible. What am I going to but I mean, like they, they, you know? the but, and then they pick and choose what they want to say, harvest from it. If that's another thing, you know. Oh, so it says in one place, man shall not lie with another man. But you know, it also talks about not eating shellfish and not wearing cloth of two two different fabrics and all. And you know, if you're uh, if your uh, wife isn't, if you marry a woman and she's not a virgin, then you're your your uh, homeboys and and yourself have to go beat her to death in front of her father's house or something like that. It's uh, this is really uh-huh. what we're we're come on people. Can we just uh, and I always think about you know an alternative histories as well. Because and I I wonder what life would be like if uh, you know Constantine never. Uh, turned uh, Christian. Well, you're talking, you know, you're talking about <laughs> stuff that I don't even really know about because the truth of the matter is, you know, I've had people just say to me, gee, you're the only black person I've ever met that doesn't know the Bible. Oh, I wow. mean, I was not raised, I was not raised as a Christian. I never had to go oh, to church good. or any of oh, that wow. stuff. And so, you know, I started practicing Buddhism when I was 19 years old. Good for you. And, you know, I'm, I'm in my 47th year of practice and you know, I just listen when people share what they have, feel they need to share about that. But I can't mm, even, I don't even good. know the reference wow. that you're making. That's you amazing. Know, I don't have a clue that's about good. what you're saying. So I just you. decided if I want to be respected as a Buddhist, because I remember telling a black woman I was a Buddhist when I was at Cleveland State, and we I was in a religion class, mm. and I said I was a Buddhist, and she jumped up and said, oh, that means you believe in many gods. And she ran out and we never saw her. Again. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, wow. I didn't even get to touch what I That's believe. crazy. I think, it's inter- I think it's interesting when you know what I believe and we didn't even have a discussion. Right. You know what I mean? And running out like that, too. That's nuts. <laughs> uh, she's, I wonder if she's still running somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. They haven't I seen her since. She's like. That's you crazy. Know, it's, it's like insanity, you know, because difference frightens people. Right. It yeah. just does, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and I liken it to being in a zoo. I mean, you know, I'm sure that, you know, when you're, when you, even when you own a snake, right, you mm-hmm. have a, you have a snake pit, you know, people have like snakes and aquarium things and mm-hmm. the mouse is running around with the snake. Oof. And so the snake is of no Danger to that mouse until it gets hungry. Yes, I know. Poor <laughs> <mouse. laughs> I can't handle it. You know, that. like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, you know, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just thought it's funny right. that we have so much trouble just getting along with each right. other. But I know that, you know, difference scares the heck out of That's people. It. We just can't stand it. 
Right. Well, that's and that's I'm sure that was put into us like when we were evolving, there was there was a need for us to stay with our groups because strength in numbers and for us to be like, whoa, what was that in the bushes or whatever and be hyper vigilant about, uh, you know, our tribe. And, but that doesn't serve us. And, <laughs> You know, anymore. I tell people at my shows sometimes, I say, well, we're all African-American. Right. You can hear a pin drop. And I say, listen, when they go looking for the original person in Poland, Greece, Italy, then I'll think differently. That's right. Why are they always going and zooming skeletons from the heart of Africa? That's right. Well, they, I mean, they do. Why is there so much hatred based on the color of someone's skin? I I can't handle it. Absurd. Yes, it's so stupid. It's like that. I've, I say this all the time too. I was like, it's the stupidest kind of hate because it's like hating somebody. Oh, they have brown eyes, blue eyes. It's like whatever. You have the somebody has darker pigment. It's ridiculous. And when you were saying I mean, that, if you don't travel. If you don't travel, though, you don't realize. See, I was in Australia for a month. I did twenty shows in Sydney, Australia, in nineteen ninety-five at the Belvoir Street Theater. Mm-hmm. So they pride themselves, Australians pride themselves, oh, we don't have all these racial issues. And I said, hey, shut up, okay? You <laughs> killed off 70 tribes of the Aboriginal people. Right. That's why you don't have racial right. problems. Right. But suffice that to say, the underdog people in Australia were Italians. Mm. They were the, and Eastern Europeans. They were the housekeepers. They were the maids. Oh, they wow. were the servants. So it showed me that when there are no brown people or mm. other kinds of people to dislike, right. you'll just pick some people. Right, they pick whatever. It's just, right. <laughs> it's, it's just and, and while I was there, they opened a little Italo-Australian museum in one room, you know, so that Italo-Australians could have some pride. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at it, and it was just, Crazy. That is weird. But it shows me something That's about so human. human nature. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, that... we have to be. And you know we're both comics. We're, American comedy is based on an underdog. It's mm-hmm. based on put-down humor. Right. You know, it's, it's all put-down. And so it's even in our cultural, uh, you know, the things that are supposed to be our cultural uh, I don't know how to, you know, cultural art mm-hmm. is an art of put down, <laughs> you know? Right. When I, taught, when I taught stand-up comedy at Cleveland State, I said, you know, male comics got away forever with 10 adjectives, big, fat, ugly, stupid, right. black, crippled mm-hmm, woman, mm-hmm. and I forget the other three. <laughs> but you understand? Yes. No, you're a cop. We have to listen to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So then when women... Feminist said, you know what, I can, why don't we try doing some empowering comedy? Why don't we try doing some comedy that, you know, looks at common human foibles mm. and, 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 you know, or, or, you know, Roseanne Barr coming out when she was on TV, grabbing a handful of M&M peanuts and cheese doodles mm. and talking mm-hmm. about her uterus. I mean, right. we forget how hard we've had to fight just to make a difference and to be different. Yes, that's true. Very true. And in you our know, lifetime, yes. Not, I, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. In our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just to think about. And, 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 and they killed for it. Right. That's the, that's right. the really scary part. That people had to bleed. I, I and... saw with people now, and, and they say hate crimes have gone up. Of I course. Mean, of course. Because the, <laughs> the you know, the uh, Trump has, he's blown the, he's the Pied Piper of these people. They, they think, you know, they're all coming out of the closet. Even here in New York City. The people, you saw that guy, that, that video that went viral saying, speak English, speak, I mean, like in New York City, it's, uh, he ended up getting publicly, <laughs> publicly shamed, of course, but this, this is in this, in a different time, perhaps that guy would have shut his, his pie hole and not, and kept it to himself. And, but I mean, these, the, these people are, they're coming out of the closet. What? And why? Yeah. Say that as, again? As Mr. Trump, American wife, yes. I mean, it, I it's know. so I know. I know. absurd. Yeah, it's well, just and, absurd. It's like, do you remember the story, the emperor's new clothes? Yes, yes. You know? That's him. I mean, that's the time we're living in where everybody's saying, oh, I don't know, that's not that. He's not really naked. Right. Don't you see the clothes? Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's well. when we were just saying with, about, um, you know, your, your, about the first people being from uh, from Africa, they that's that's scientifically 100 percent true. They they we can all be traced back to one woman in, in Africa. Apparently, they 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 have the DNA <laughs> down. It's the truth. I'm you laughing, but it's true. And anyway, they. um they recently, just to to uh, you know to uh, add on to the point you were making, they in England, they they found a uh, um, you know they uncovered a man. They call him the Cheddar Man, and they found him in. Uh, I'm just reading the. I, he was he's over ten thousand years old. So in the beginning, when they found this guy, they found the remains of this guy, and uh, they were calling him the first Englishman, right? But then, so recently, they, um, be- because of DNA, they were able to do a reconstruction of him, including his skin color, and he's black, okay? So there, the, the English, uh, and it really brought out a lot of racism in England. Like, they were saying, this isn't true, this isn't real. I mean, are you kidding me? First of all, white skin is a very, it's really new. It's less than 10,000 years old, in fact. So if you're going back to... Uh, well, well, no wonder... Oh, okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder what? What? No wonder it's so no fucked up. It's, <laughs> it's true. There's no wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what, uh, but it just goes to show you, is they were like, it, how, how weird people are when they saw that, if you look up Cheddar Man on, if you just Google it, you'll see, you'll see an image of the reconstruction. And, uh, wow. you know, it just brings out, uh, just some weirdness in people. Why, why, uh, you know, because there was, because it said that researchers already knew that some Europeans of this time had dark skin and blue eyes. But Chennerman reveals a previous assumptions that earlier inhabitants of the British Isles had lighter skin and were uh, that uh, that they were wrong and that those traits didn't spread uh, through England until past 4,800 years ago. So 
It's uh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, but that's the that's the uh, you know the evolution of the human species. So whatever, mm-hmm. white skin in that in that evolution, white skin is a relatively new, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Trait. And we're a relatively when we're a relatively new country, and that's yeah. what makes a lot of these other countries laugh at yes. us. We are. The teenagers, you yeah, know, not we have I, like I thought I was going to be an architect, and we were constantly studying European architects and architecture, mm. and African architecture was called primitive architecture, and we didn't even study any Moorish architecture. Right. And there are there are structures in Turkey and and places in in the uh, Muslim world that are over 5,000 years old. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, even in our study of things, we can't help but, right. you know, well, bring race yeah. and, and, and difference into the conversation. And, and it makes me feel like we're kind of content with the fact that we're being cheated. Right. You know, we're just content with, with continuing on with the same way of thinking and the same way of being and the same way of doing. And meanwhile, new people are being born every single day. Mm, mm. Who, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I gotta be honest with you, I don't spend a whole lot of time with older people, and now I'm an older person. I'm, I want to have my institute mm-hmm. so that I can have internships for youth, right. so that I can youth training, so I can do some of this diversity, inclusion, uh, work with right. lesbians, Gays, bisexuals, transgender people, mm-hmm. queer, pansexual, omnisexual, right. however, non-binary people, <laughs> however you identify, yeah. so that you can have the confidence to be one thousand percent you in spite of the pervasive right. um, air of prejudice, bias, hatred, yeah. and 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 you know what I'm saying, and yeah. hatred of difference, right. Right. Well, thank you. You know, uh, it's going to take courage. It's yes. going to take courage and community. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Thank you, Karen. I just I, uh, we're wrapping up because we only have three minutes left. So I'm just okay. Uh, great. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for sharing and coming on the show and talking about Haha Institute. And so people can donate. And obviously, as we know, we can go on with this conversation, and, and we will. But, <laughs> but this and we will motherfucker we will and uh, <laughs> but we and it's this is what we need we need to come together and uh you're doing yeah. the really great work uh and so thank you karen thank you. and uh thank so much all right guys uh, have a great night all right i'll see you later thanks all right bye bye that was Karen Williams, everyone. An amazing comic. If you get a chance to see her live, please check her out. And also uh, donate to Karen's Institute. Let's get this thing going. Let's get it off the ground. Um, all right, so I only have a couple of minutes left. And I want to thank everybody for hanging out. We had a lot of people on the show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. I... You know, I wanted to, before we get off the air here, I just want to encourage everybody to not give up about this Kavanaugh appointment. 
it's uh, to call Susan Collins, to call Lisa Murkowski, uh, to call all your senators and representatives, mostly. So we'll call them all. Who cares? Call the senators. Call. Let's not give up because this guy is he's unfit and he will roll back Roe v. Wade and he will stick his big Republican nose into our health care and he will kill more people. So I know Republicans say, oh, you always say that we're going to kill people. Well, guess what? Because you will when you take people off of health care, when you don't give them options, when you send women to back alleys, when you when you uh, put greed over the welfare, the general welfare. Uh, So there are consequences. And just like elections have consequences, and uh, which is why we need to get back our the to the popular vote and undo this last vestige of the slaver of uh, the s- slavery or whatever I don't know what I'm trying to say, and which is the electoral college. Got to get rid of that too. And okay, so let's not give up. Like I always say. What? What do I always say? We stick together, we win. It's true. Please go on to RDT Daily, donate. I'll send you some window clings. And I'll also try to, uh, you know, not try, buy some shirts or something, some mugs. We got some good stuff, and the inventory is always being updated. So that will help us, too. That that helps us stay on and get more um, contributors, which is, this is how we're going to win. And we will win. So like I always say, we stick together. We win. I'm Tara Devlin. I'll see you next week.